Hello, friends. I'm Annie. And I'm Annie. You're listening to the Macros Universe podcast. Your weekly podcast for a dose of random facts, lightheartedness, health, and fitness, and everything under the universe. Welcome to the Macros Universe podcast, episode nine. Today, we're going to go a little bit deeper into cutting. Okay. First, Annie's going to give us our random fact of the day. Our random fact of the day, Harry Potter star Daniel Radcliffe broke 160 pairs of prop glasses and 80 wands throughout the filming of the series. What do you think of that? I think that that sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm and sure. then my uh, six-year-old wanted to be Harry Potter this year. And we so we were just recycling kind of our old um, costumes. And then we couldn't find the glasses. Turns out the glasses were broken and the wands were broken too. So I guess I sh- I shouldn't be too upset at my children for breaking it because I mean Daniel Radcliffe broke 160 pairs of glasses. Yeah, and 80 think wands, of how right? often they're taped in the <laughs> show anyway, right? Or yeah, just- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. oh, that's good. Last time we talked about what a cut is. Essentially, it's being in a calorie deficit, just kind of another way. I feel like a better way of saying a diet is to say a cut or a deficit. Um, And one of the reasons I feel like that is because for me, it's been a change from thinking of like being in a diet, which for me for years and years and years has been like a chronic thing to being a shift to like, this is a tool that I can use in my weight loss journey. So anyway. We explained last time what a cut is and who's a good candidate for a cut. So now we're just going to go a little bit deeper into cutting. One thing to talk about is, Annie, how long should a cut last? So a cut, um, it depends, right? It depends on what your goals are. It depends on how much weight you have to lose. And this is when a coach is really beneficial to be able to find someone to sit down with you one-on-one, look at your stats, look at your goals, trying to come up with a more customized plan for you individually. But overall, a cut can last anywhere for like, I mean, really, you can you can have a cut for like a week and you can have a cut for like a whole year, right? But optimally, a cut a cut can last between, you know, six weeks, eight weeks, no more than 12 weeks, eight to 12 weeks, I would say is a good general guideline for the general population. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that one of the reasons why is because life happens, right? Life happens, whether you're in a cut or not. And it, we talked about this in our other episode, but it's hard on your body to be in a cut. It is a stressor on your body. And we typically have stresses in our lives anyway. And so if you're trying to be in a deficit for a whole entire year, imagine all the stresses that come up in your life in a year. And if you could take a smaller piece of that year, a smaller window and focus for a shorter period of time on that deficit, where you can be a little more intentional and have your focus on just that, maybe rather than spread over so many things, I think you're more likely to get the results that you want. So life happens. And I I think that's one of the best reasons why you should kind of plan your cut and plan for it to be shorter. Definitely. Um, Yeah, that's great. And then um, in episode eight, last time we talked about, it was all about phases of nutrition, right? And a random fact was on moon phases or another way of putting it, you might have heard uh, nutritional period 
ization. <laughs> okay. And so I, I like to, going back to the moon phases, I like to think of these phases of nutrition. The moon isn't full the whole time. Like in, yeah. in a month, the moon isn't just a full moon in the whole month. We get like, you know, again, starting out with a new moon and then quarter moon, crescent moon, you know, then you have full moon and that only lasts about a couple of days in the whole month. Right. And then the moon starts waning and it becomes a quarter moon, a crescent moon, and back to a new moon again. I like to see our cutting phase as the full moon phase, right? Which is kind of oxymoron. Like when you're cutting, you would think it's like, oh, or maybe we can even say it's like a new moon phase, right? Either way, it doesn't last the whole month. It's only a very, 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 very short period during that month where you're cutting, where the moon is full or a new moon. Okay. And the reason for that is because if you stay in a cut for an extended period of time, number one, you get fatigue, right? Mentally, you get fatigue, you get tired. And then when something isn't enjoyable, it doesn't last. And who wants to live their life miserable all day, all day long, all week long, all month long, all year long, right? And so the reason why we say a cut should last probably between eight to 12 weeks. Again, everyone's different, but this is just kind of like a general guideline is because a cut is basically controlled starvation. When you're in a cut, you are in a way putting your body into starvation mode and our bodies like to stay. What's the word (laughs) that I'm trying to think about? Well, I mean, our naturally we want to survive. And so our yeah. bodies want the nutrition that is going to be, we want to be full. And it's not just like we want to be full because it's more comfortable to feel full, but like our bodies want to be fully fueled. They don't yes. like to be in a deficit. No, no, it doesn't. Equilibrium. That's the word I was <laughs> or maybe a different word, but I'm like, I need to get some sleep so my brain can work. <laughs> No, but, um, so you were saying your, your body kind of is in starvation mode when you're in a cut. Oh yeah. So when we're in a cut, it's a controlled starvation and our body doesn't like that. Our body likes to stay balanced in equilibrium. Whenever you tip the scale and make it so that you're eating less, your body is trying to do everything it can to balance that scale again. When you are in a cut, you need to make sure that you are balancing your stress. So things that we can do is getting enough sleep, make sure you're eating enough protein so that your body is being fueled, keeping your stress low, maybe by doing like taking more walks or watching a TV show if you need to, or have more social interactions, engage in your hobbies that you like and so on, stuff like that. I think it's important to also have realistic expectations, right? Yes. Because oftentimes we go into a cut thinking, oh, I'm going to go into this eight week cut and I'm going to lose 50 pounds. (laughs) And it's like a realistic fat loss, not just weight loss. Cause if you want to lose 50 pounds, there are ways to do it. Right. I mean, like cut off all your hair again, like we talked about in previous episode, just go on, go, go to the moon and you'll lose <laughs> all that weight in an instant. Right. Go to um, the moon. 
go to the moon exactly what was it 30 pounds that's how much i weigh on the moon 30 pounds. that's right <laughs> okay so a rough guide for setting realistic weight loss goals in this case we want to lose fat right fat loss is the goal is i i would say in one to two months losing five pounds is a realistic expectation five pounds in one to two months 10 pounds in two to three months 15 pounds in four months, 20 pounds in five to six months, and so on. So going back to that 50 pounds, if you want to lose 50 pounds in fat loss, not just water weight or even muscle weight loss, which is even worse, right? You would at least want to expect to lose it in 12 to 13 months or more, depending on your um, nutritional period. period. I cannot say that word today. Periodization. Thank you. I'm okay. This is what I'm going to do. Nutritional periodization. There we go. <laughs> and next time we try to have you say, it, I'm probably going to mess it up. So <laughs> it's fine. This is why we're just going to say phases of nutrition. There we go. That's why it's, it's helpful for those of you who actually like the moon. <laughs> Think of your phases as a moon phase. Don't just go into a cut saying I'm going to lose weight. There's, there's so many different phases that will go into to help your body sustain that fat loss. And that is, you know, from last week's episode, that's your maintenance, that's your cutting phase, that's your reverse if that's something that is needed, and then a bulking phase. But then again, like not everyone needs to be in all of these phases, right? Right. Anything else you want to add, Annie? So just based off of, you know, that um, slow and steady weight loss, you know, maybe five pounds in a month, 10 pounds in two months, because depending on you, your goals, how much weight you actually have to lose. And there's a lot of things that can factor into that too. Half a pound to two pounds a week is going to be kind of like your average. If that's your average, like maybe you have a little bit less weight to lose half a pound a week doesn't sound like a lot but it's going to add up and maybe you have a week where it's only half a pound but then in two weeks then you lose two pounds or whatever i mean there's going to be some fluctuations with it too consistency is going to be a lot easier to adhere to over a shorter period of time like an eight week cut or a 12 week cut rather than trying to day in day out day in day out for an entire year stay in this phase of a deficit definitely so what do you think is an ideal range for you to be in for a deficit, Annie? It depends. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, an ideal range and a deficit, it depends on your goal, right? So someone who has 50 pounds to lose versus someone who only has five pounds to lose, right? Like we would put them in a different percentage deficit. Someone who has 50 pounds to lose we would probably put them at a bigger deficit deficit because it that way over time they can lose that weight faster if that is their goal versus if someone has 5 pounds to lose we're not going to be like okay you have 5 pounds to lose we're going to put you at like a 40% deficit so that you can lose that weight really fast right when yeah. someone has only 5 pounds to lose we're going to look at well, what's their body composition, right? Are they are they looking to build muscle eventually and just to lean out a little bit more? Is it purely fat that they want to lose? Like, what is it that they're looking? But overall, a general basic rule is 10 to 25% deficit from your TDEE is a good starting point. What do you think? 
Yeah. I mean, I think that that's kind of going to be like the theme throughout any topic of nutritional periodization. It's like, well, it depends. It depends on what your goals are. It depends on your life situations, your stress levels. Like a lot of it is going to be like, it depends. Um, but yes, I think that yeah, 10 to 25%, maybe even up to 30% deficit. But most of the time, if you go steeper than that, it just becomes really hard to adhere to that deficit, especially for a very long period of time. And so your likelihood of sticking out a cut if you're in a 35 or 40% deficit is probably going to decrease. And also then you could be lacking some of the nutrition that your body needs. So recommendation 10 to 25, maybe 30%. And I feel like one thing that when it comes to cutting, one thing that people really overlook is we're all so focused on the number on the scale, right? It's like, if the number on the scale goes down, that equals success. But then again, you got to look at that. Yes, that number on the scale is going down, but what are you losing? Are you losing fat? Are you losing water or are you losing muscle, right? We all know that muscle is easy to lose and really hard to gain back, right? It takes a long time to build that muscle. Keeping that muscle in the long run will actually help you in the long run because metabolically muscle burns more calories. It uses up more energy. That means it uses up more fuel in your body. Someone who weighs 150 pounds, who is made of mostly muscle versus someone who is 150 pounds and who is made of mostly fat, which person is going to be able to eat more calories? Yeah. The person with more muscle for sure. The person with more muscle because the body will tend to burn more calories and use up more energy. Let's say you spend a year cutting and you're not focusing on maintaining your muscle mass and you're just worrying about the number on the scale. Well, when you're done with that cut and you're ready to eat at your maintenance calories again, it's going to be a lot harder to maintain your weight and eat at maintenance if you have lost a ton of muscle mass in the process, right? And so- That's another reason why instead of, and we're not saying that you can't cut for 365 days a year, right? The issue is when you are in that prolonged cut, number one, what are you losing, right? Again, are you losing fat? Are you losing muscle? Are you losing water? And number two, mentally, are you going to be exhausted from being in a deficit? If that's a lifestyle that someone prefers, someone's at peace with it, then by all means, go ahead, right? But for the general population, I feel like having that short period, having that light at the end of the tunnel, right? So to speak, helps you stay focused and being able to really focus on, okay, I know these eight weeks, I'm going into a deficit. I know after eight weeks, I will be able to eat out of maintenance. And I know in these eight weeks, I will focus on fat loss and trying to maintain my muscle mass instead of, you know, for the next 10 years, I'm going to be in a deficit until I reach my goal weight of a hundred and whatever pounds it is that someone is looking for. Yeah. Well, and I think you said something that I kind of want to push back on just a teensy bit, because you said if someone wants to be in a deficit and they're like at peace with this lifestyle of chronically 
dieting essentially. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're not here to like tell you what to do with your lives. However, why do you feel super comfortable being in this chronic deficit? Is, is it because you were afraid to eat more food? Is, is it a fear-based reaction? Like, are you afraid? What's my body going to look like if I am not constantly dieting? Because I feel like there's something a little bit deeper there and um, eating more food, like our bodies are just going to function so much better with more food and more may not be a ton, right? Maybe more is only two or three or 400 calories. However, that might make the difference from for you, you know, depending on your lifestyle, maybe you're someone who's like, this is just actually kind of a personal example. Okay. For a really long time, I wouldn't eat bagels because I was like, oh, they just are really high carb. I love a bagel. I love the chewiness of a bagel. I I love some cream cheese on a bagel. I love a bagel, but for a really long time, I wouldn't eat bagels because they just were too much, but going into a maintenance phase and learning that like I can maintain my current weight and still eat a bagel was kind of an eye-opening thing for me. So anyway, just kind of pushing back on that a little bit, just to say, maybe you're comfortable being in a diet forever. Maybe you're at peace with that because you've never challenged yourself with, because you have just been a chronic dieter. So maybe try something else. I love that. Thank you for pointing that out. And I want to add on top, in addition to that, I want to add is that just because you're in a cut, that does not equal to eating as little as possible. Okay. Yeah. When you are in a cut, Our jobs as a coach and any coach that if if you find a coach to help you, our job is to help you eat as much as you can and still be in a deficit. Yeah. Our job is, is to figure out. And this is why we say, you know, enjoyability, sustainability is because, okay, like approximately there is a number that we can find for you where you can lose weight and still be eating and fueling your body as much as you can, right? Yeah. And that's where the education piece comes in. And just to add on to this, if you are chronically dieting for a whole year, and this is also another reason why we don't recommend people to go into a year long, you know, diet is because the longer you are dieting, the longer you are in a cut, let's put it this way. If someone is looking to have rapid weight loss, right? Because that that that's what we all want in life. Right. Yep. We want Give our Amazon packages to come here the same day in three hours, which yeah. I think is kind of amazing. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I do want that. <laughs> no, but like we're so as a society, we're so like used to and trained and comfortable with the idea that instant gratification is where it's at. The problem is rapid weight loss oftentimes puts us at a higher risk of rapid muscle loss too, right? Again, muscle loss and that leads to rapid re-weight gain. Yes. And then that rapid re-weight gain, (laughs) (laughs) the rapid re-weight gain is not rapid muscle gain. Right. It's going to be in the form of fat. So when you think about this, would you rather take your time? losing weight, having a plan, you know, having phases of nutrition, periodizationing. That's actually not a word, (laughs) (laughs) but I didn't stumble on it. (laughs) (laughs) Taking a little bit longer, making sure that your muscle mass is, you know, intact as much as we can make it while you're losing fat 
Or would you rather lose that 25 pounds in six weeks, look great, and then gain it all, gain it all back in fat and more, right? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What's your end goal for sure? What is your end goal? Really quickly, let's just touch on a couple of things. So a couple of things that you can do that can potentially make your cut more successful. So number one would be tracking your food. Number two, drinking water. You gotta be drinking water. Um, Three, we talked about this a little bit, but enjoying, including enjoyability and also taking data. So what I mean when I say that is use the scale, take some measurements, take some progress pictures, notice how your clothes are fitting and also notice how you're feeling overall. So some of those things can just kind of help you keep track of your cut and make it a little bit more successful. Do you want to add anything to that? No, that sounds great. Uh, Another tool you can use during a cut is to pull some levers. Um, So what we mean when we say that is that there are basically three different things that you can do. If you are in a cut, you're tracking, you're drinking water, you're doing these things, but maybe you're not quite seeing the results that you want. So the first one would be that you could increase cardio. So just increasing your cardio by about one hour per week, you can decrease your calories or you can increase your step count. So those are all things that you can do during a cut that can potentially help you, um, to speed up that process or keep the cut going. Anything you awesome. add? Thank you. Yeah. And then um, going back to our moon phases again, because we're talking about phases of nutrition, right? Earlier you asked, how long should one be in a cut? We're actually going to talk about maintenance in a following episode, but kind of touching on that, if you are in a cut for four weeks, that's how long your maintenance should be about the same. So however long you want to be in a cut, your maintenance should be the same length, if not longer. So think about if you want to be in a cut for a whole year, then the following year, you got to be in a maintenance for a whole year too. wait a year to cut for that long. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally up to you, right? We wouldn't recommend cutting more than twice in a year. So spending about four to six months at maintenance before considering cutting again will really help your body maintain like its hormone levels, make sure everything's balanced. Again, it's that scale, right? Our body wants to stay at equilibrium. You want to make sure everything is balanced, your sleep, your hormones, your biofeedback, everything. When you're at a maintenance, your body doesn't have to worry about being in starvation mode because remember a cut is in a way, a controlled starvation. At the end of the day, make sure you're listening to your body, right? You can be doing all the right things. You can be in a perfect cut and your body would might not want to be in a cut, especially if you're injured. You know, sometimes we don't think about like having an injury. That's a form of stress. And when your body is injured, it's not going to have to want to worry about not getting enough food, right? It's going to worry about healing your body. And so really listening to your body and paying attention to what you're, what it's speaking to you will really help optimize these phases that you're in. And so I would, I would see it as, you know, a full moon would be like your maintenance and a new moon would be like your cut, right? And a full moon and a ma- and a new moon, <laughs> a full moon and a new moon, they're in, they're usually about the same length. And so just remember However long you spend in your cut, that's 
how long you should be spending in your maintenance. Yep, that's great. Good. Okay, I think that pretty much wraps up everything we want to say about a cut, unless you want to add anything else. That is cutting. And if you have any questions or comments or concerns about a cut, you need help executing a cut. We know a couple of great coaches that would love to help you. So oh, feel yeah. free to reach out for coaching anytime. Um, and also just know you don't have to use a coach to go in a cut, but we would love to help you if that's something that you'd like help with. So you can find us at the Macros Universe on Instagram or the Macros Universe at Gmail. I don't know why I always forget that. It's like, <laughs> as soon as I start saying it, I'm using my brain. Um, so, and we will... Talk to you next week.